0: Let's get this thing started, man. You're listening to WBH Radio. I'm your host, William Holly. I got my brother. Uh, we were students together in the Brooklyn College Sports Management graduate program. My man, Dari Ayola. Dari. Welcome, sir. Thank you, I really appreciate you uh, 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 being here. World Cup. We coming off of watching the U.S. men's national team play England to a nil-nil draw. How you feeling about that contest?
1: Wow. You have no idea just seeing that game and I felt like we could have won that game. Mm -hmm. And we've come a long way since 2018 when we didn't make it. I think there was a whole new rebuilding Mm -hmm. for the U.S. men's national team. And it's starting to show now, you know. Like, hold on, we should. You say you should. We should have won that game. Yeah, we should have won that game. We should have won that game. We had so much opportunity. We, we bullied them in the midfield. They couldn't even, you know. So let me let me put it this way: the midfield is like it's like a quarterback. The quarterback distributes the ball. In the midfield. In you know, well soccer, you're in the midfield, you're looking for the guys in 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 front to give them the right ball to go score a goal. Okay. But once you can bully the midfield, they cannot pass the ball to the guys who are supposed to score.
0: So USA was holding stout.
1: Yeah, we had three guys in the midfield that bust the whole thing. Like (laughs) they just held the midf- They held England back like they couldn't even move forward. And that's that's a big achievement.
0: I'm a casual fan of this sport, man. I yeah. don't know about this moral victory, nil-nil stuff. Why didn't we put the ball in the net?
1: Well, first of all, you're playing the number five team in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> in England. So on a good day, they could have won that game easy. Mm-hmm you know, against the United States. But I felt like today something's just special. It's like, ah, especially for for me as a fan, when it comes to um, the U.S. playing England, it's like a conflict of interest for me, you know? Because those two countries, when it comes to... I, I know a lot of people don't want to talk about politics when it comes to sports, but you cannot avoid that.
0: Politics is safe here, brother. Go for it.
1: Absolutely. When it, <laughs> When it comes to... Immigration and um, opening your hands out to the rest of the world to come and have a better life. Yes. The three countries in the world, the United States, England, and the others. <laughs> okay. So when, when you look at those teams, it's like they're guys that were born, like, in Nigeria, but they play for England. And mm. I'm Nigerian. Um, they're guys born in Jamaica playing for England. It's like a melting pot. Okay. And um, when it comes to club football as well, club soccer. we we'll say club soccer. Like I'm an Arsenal fan. I have three players on the English team that I want them to have a good game right. because if they have a good game, that's good for my club because they're going to come back with full confidence and they're going right. to do well for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Bukayo soccer, number 17 for England. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you should be familiar with him. It was a kid that was abused during the European um, Championship two years ago uh, when he missed the penalty for England, and all the racists came after him. Oh yeah, he was ridiculed. Yeah. Yeah. So him, so for him
0: to battle back, that's kind of oh yeah, that's, came, that's impressive. He came, he came back strong. That's he impressive. Came, but let me talk about this game. The last play. Yeah. Christian Pulisic. Yeah. He kind of just kicks the ball away to a teammate. It's like 30 seconds in left in running time. Why
1: does he not take a shot on the goal, Dari? I think the manager gave him the instruction to hold on to that. We'd rather keep a point than have, you know, if we lose that ball, England might counterattack. And then you lose the game at the last few seconds. Because if we've seen anything during this World Cup, it's the ridiculous extra time being added. So you might think, oh, there's only one minute left or, like, 30 mm-hmm. seconds left. But from the referee might decide, hey, that was wasting of time somewhere there. You have extra 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. And 40 seconds means a lot. Like, you can tell in basketball with timeouts and football, yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: So it, it was best to get out of there with a draw.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give you that.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give you that. But Dari. I would thing. have gone for a win.
1: But at that time, if you're really experienced, you have – to keep that ball. That was what happened to us during the last World Cup that we were in. I think it was against 2014? Algeria. Mm-hmm. All right. Either Algeria or Ghana, I don't remember. But not having enough experience. When you have a point for a game like that and you have a few seconds left, you want to hold on to what you have because you do not want to lose that ball. That's number one. You have to keep possession. If you cross that ball in and we lose that ball and England gets it, within 20 seconds, they can... They can count. go the other way and score. Yeah. I, I'm,
0: I'm going to give you that because from what I saw from the announcers and everything, England was a tough opponent. To be able to walk away with a draw is cool. But, Dar, I'm going to say this. I, I, I'm not a big-time soccer fan. I'm a casual observer. Um, I'm about basketball. I'm about football. I've coached basketball, played basketball. One thing I know about sports, you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Okay. Right? Yeah. If you got a, an inferior opponent or opponent that you have the edge on, you must capitalize on that. And I bring that up because of the game America played against Wales. Yeah, Wales has not been in the World Cup since 1958. Absolutely. America was we- leading that contest one zip. And to let Wales tie that game, I felt was rather disappointing. I walked away from that game discouraged. What did you feel about the match against Wales.
1: First of all, we should have won that game. No excuse. Uh, the guy who gave away the penalty, Zimmerman, uh, totally inexperienced. I don't know why he had to go for that tackle. Like, Harry Kane wasn't going to score. And just give the goalie a shot to, like, save that ball. I mm-hmm. think the goalie was going to save it anyway. And I didn't finish my story from the other time. Go for it. Bukayo Saka, number 17 for England. Arsenal player. born out uh, Parents from Nigeria. Plays for England. Lovely kid. Close ties to Nigeria. Um we have number four playing for England right back. Um he's an Arsenal player too. Okay. Um the goalie, not the England the English goalie, he's on the bench. He's better than the guy who played today for England. But hey, it's time's gonna come. He's also an Arsenal That's your player. opinion.
0: We don't know if he's better.
1: Come on, man. I, I I haven't missed an Arsenal game since '96, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that kid is better. We we are number one in the league, by the way, okay. in the toughest league in the world, the English Premier League. Okay. Arsenal's number one right now, leading to the uh to, to, to the World Cup, mm-hmm. and our goalkeeper has a joint highest uh clinch in the Premier League in a very tough league. So that kid shouldn't be on the bench. Okay. The only reason the guy will play today is just. Pretty much loyalty to him because he's been at every, you know, the last World Cup and the European Championships for England, that's why. But they're probably waiting for him to make one mistake, and our goalie just needs one opportunity, and he's never coming off that goalpost again. Okay, Back to to now. So that's England. For the United States, obviously, we all love the U.S. I leave here. Even though I'm Nigerian, I support the U.S. I still support Nigeria, but... You know, things are never straightforward with them. So it's a waste of time, you know, going all the way. Uh, The American goalie is Arsenal's number two goalie. So I'm just trying to explain my conflict of interest (laughs) when it comes to the two teams. So I kind of like wanted a draw because, you know, it's like those are my two teams. You know, I got ties in England. I got people over there too, mm-hmm. and I live here. So it's like, ah man, that's a tough one, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I United States all day. <laughs> yeah, you know? I wish we won that game, but it wasn't going to be easy. Based on statistics, bro. Like, no way. I felt like we we put in a great work. The
0: U.S. dominated the possession in the Wales game
1: for a certain time. Yeah. Oh, in the Wills? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I thought uh, I thought you were talking about this one. Yeah. So that was
0: a major letdown. You have to seize those opportunities. It was, yeah,
1: and that might come back to bite them because we're playing Iran in the next game, and again, going back to politics, the United States might not look at it like Iran, U.S., everything going on outside sports. Mm-hmm. If it was maybe foot American football, then we might put that sentiment into play in Iran, but this is soccer. The Iranians, I'll tell you what, they're thinking about that. Like, we have to beat the U.S. I don't even care if it's soccer. We just have to <laughs> always beat the U.S. at anything because that's our number one enemy, you know? Does Not the, the people, by the way. Right, right, right. The great people. Iranians are great people, but the leadership, you get it.
0: <laughs> USA. Yeah. What's the identity of the team? Is it defense? Is it offense? Is it, is it speed? Is it quickness? Is it uh, a superior offensive power? Like, wh- what is the identity?
1: Right now, identity attacking football. I think attacking football. Uh, well, if, and, if the identity
0: is attacking football and not scoring enough goals, we're we, in bad shape.
1: We need a better striker. We need a better striker. Unfortunately, you cannot go buy a striker when it comes to playing for your national team. Who's the
0: premier striker for USA right now? Pulisic?
1: No, he's not a striker. That's a problem. Tim Ware either, which, shout out to Tim. It's from Rosedale Academy. Like I live, you know, I'm from Rosedale. Tim Ware back in the days, you know, young kid playing in Rosedale. And uh, I've seen him play a couple of times in Rosedale as a youngster in the park.
0: He's the one that scored the goal against Wales.
1: His father, the president of Liberia. Yes. And uh, hold on, I'm going to show you something real quick. <laughs> uh, president of Liberia, George Ware was the president back in this. Just Judge George Ware right there. You know, that was a friend with my mom. Nice. It's friends with my mom. Dari <laughs>
0: is showing me pictures of him with the president of Liberia. That's a long time ago. Before <laughs> he was the president. That's Tim
1: Ware's father. Yes. He was the best soccer player in, two, in 1995. The only African player ever to win it. When what? The best player in the world. They call it the Ballon d'Or. It's like Ronaldo's won it five times. Messi has won it six times. He's the times. only African
0: player to ever win it. The only African okay, player. Which is cool. a
1: problem as well with, you know, with FIFA and all the nonsense going on there.
0: But hold on. Where are we at? Where are we at?
1: The identity. I felt like attacking football, that's the identity. And when you're talking about identity, it's about building your team around a particular player. And I think the... The U.S. right now, we want to build that team around Pulisic. And th- we have the second or the third youngest squad in the in the World Cup this mm-hmm. year. And that's an identity right there. You know, it's not about is it defense, is it attack, is it midfield. Identity is more like who are we in, what do we want to put out there. Right. And we have this young team that I think they're going to go far. And that's just the beginning because there's going to be more kids coming up the ranks, and I'm. What, you know, do you, what, what do you
0: think? Uh, Pulisic played thus far in these first two games.
1: Beautiful. I don't like him as a Chelsea player, yeah. but as a United States player, all the way, man. <laughs> you know, when it comes to international. Why
0: stock, do you say uh, uh, beautiful? He did assist on Wade's goal mm-hmm. against Wales. What else have you seen from him?
1: He held the ball. The the defenders had a problem with him. That right there. That's that's a player you want to have on your team. Somebody who doesn't lose it is good at keeping possession. And the defenders, he scared the crap out of them. He's the reason why they couldn't go forward. Mm-hmm. We had Musa, which, by the way, was uh, uh, born in England, placed for the United States, was in Arsenal's academy before he went to Villarreal in Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the US and England, that's so much in common there. If you're a true fan, you know. This is one team, to be honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that first game, USA versus Wales, it seemed to be a point of emphasis to kind of really beat up on Pulisic. How physical was that game compared to a typical soccer game? Because I saw him grabbing uh, 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 his, his lower extremities. I saw him grimacing a few times, rolling on the floor. It seemed to be like a point of emphasis. How physical was that game compared to a typical World Cup match?
1: So... When it comes to tactics, right, every manager prepares for each game differently. Um, they know that we are not the most physical team, the we- the Welsh team. And going after Pulisic like that, was more like you have to be aggressive so he doesn't have – again, it's like Tom Shady. Uh, I'm sorry, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> this it's guy like having <laughs> too much fun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's like Tom Brady trying to – you know, give the ball to the, the wide receivers. Uh, to the wide receiver and you have to prevent him from doing that. You gotta beat him up. It's the same thing with soccer, you know? If you can hold Pulisic, mm-hmm. that you don't let him distribute that ball to the forwards, which was what happened today with England. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get the ball to our goalpost. So if you if you can hold Pulisic, that's pretty much it right there. They're not going to get the supply up front. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was where they came in aggressive. And I think the referee did a terrible job because there should have been a red card in that game. That's more like rugby and not even soccer. You the feel way. like the
0: referee missed the call when they were beating was, up on Pulisic?
1: Absolutely. He got the penalty right. That was a clean penalty, you know. But the goal, what led to that penalty, was actually a foul that we should have gotten. Mm-hmm. You know, the player, one of the Welsh players picked up the ball before it crossed the line and threw it back in. Like, that's a foul right there. The ball was still in inbound. It wasn't out of play. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I was I was really wondering, because i seen him beat, getting beat up, and I'm like, is this in play or out of play? But again, I'm not a big enough soccer observer to, <clears throat> to know. Um,
1: Different referees, by the way. Depends on the league you're coming from. Mm-hmm. If you're coming from a league like... Maybe uh, La Liga, the Spanish league, the referees, you know, it's like the way they officiate, it's like basketball and a little touches of a foul, right. you know? But when you're coming from, if it's a referee coming from maybe the Premier League or the Serie A, the Italian League, they pretty much let you, you know, like it's a physical game. So it's going to take a while before I pull out the yellow or call a foul on mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. it's like, come on, get up. It's not, you know, that was easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> USA
0: second game against England. The yeah. the the manager Greg Ballhalter makes a a change in the starting lineup. Line he puts Haji Wright in for Josh Sargent. What do you think about that move?
1: Uh, I think Josh probably got a yellow card uh, card in the first game, and with the with this with the World Cup, the group stage. If you get two yellows, you miss the next game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know it's like a game of chess. So it's
0: kind of protecting him.
1: Absolutely. It's like a game of chess. Plus, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. Right. It might not be fit. The other guy might train better than him. So the manager at the end of the day see the things we don't see as a fan. Mm-hmm. you know, Because they were them. They're the ones doing the training. So if this guy's head isn't in the right place, I'd rather play the other guy. But from a fan's point of view, I think it might be because, you know, yellow card. Yeah. And... Uh, p- He didn't want want to to throw him out there and the possibility of him getting a second yellow card and being suspended for a game. Iran, the biggest mistake we can ever make is thinking Iran is going to be an easy game. They bit the Welsh team today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Wales, they did bit them. Mm -hmm. So don't think, oh, Iran, (laughs) easy game. We can just, you know. What do do you
0: think about, and he got in late against England, but some articles and pundits Mm -hmm. weren't about or talked about him possibly starting Gio Reyna. He didn't play at all in the first game, and then he came on late in the second game. What do you think about his lack of play thus far?
1: Again, the guys on the first, the starting 11, those guys, they're really young, they're energetic, they're passionate, they're hungry, you know? And I'm not trying to say he's not one of those, but at the end of the day, the manager makes the call, and we respect that. The fans can complain all day, like, Hey, why why didn't you play that guy? Or you know, if Pulisic was benched today, everybody would have gone crazy. But it's like, why would I bench Pulisic? Like, think about it. It's got to be something going on in there for me to like bench this guy. You know, once first of all, if something works the first time, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So I, I disagree.
0: <laughs> if something works the first time, Dari, you might have just got away with it. That doesn't mean you're making the right decisions. You just sat here and told me that the best goalkeeper on England is on the bench for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, Be- because he he hasn't hasn't had that chance to play for England in the club level. He's, he's a top three in England right now when it comes to the right. Premier League. Right.
0: But with Greg Ballhalter, he might be missing some things. You know, people think Gio Reyna is a star and should possibly be in that mix of young top talent that should be on the court starting the game.
1: Yeah, but then it's like, who are you going to take out? Because those guys, I mean, the guys we played today, everybody played. Like, the passion was there. You could mm-hmm. tell those guys are just like, they have to start. Yeah. And I'm glad we have five subs. In the past, there used to be three. So to a certain degree, everybody has the opportunity to come in and shine. Mm-hmm. No matter how many minutes you get to play, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, why not? Mm-hmm. All you need is just that chance, one opportunity to put the ball in there or prevent a goal from, you know... Happening against us. Talk to
0: me about the substitution strategy in the sport of soccer. Because again, it's weird in basketball. You can take somebody out for a minute, give them a break, and put them back in. And soccer, once you come out, that's it. That's
1: it. We love it that way. We don't want you coming back in once you're out. You know. Like- so
0: talk to me about the mindset of a, of a of a coach who's setting up his lineup. When do you look for a sub? What kind of sub are you looking for? Is it defensive offensive? Walk me through that.
1: Well, first of all, psychology. There is something called a super sub. There's this guy who comes in like 10 minutes to go, and you know he's going to put in the ball because he's mad he's been sitting on the bench for 80 minutes. you know, yeah. And he wants to prove to you that, hey, listen, why are you not starting me? Does America Every have t- one of those? Um, No. Okay. First of all, this team is really young. that We don't really know much about them as a team yet. Fair on enough. the individual level, those guys are killing it for their clubs. But as a team, it's too soon to tell because those okay. guys are young. Like when we missed out on 2018, <laughs> it was like we had to rebuild the whole thing. We, right. you know, break the whole house of cards down and, you know, bring in new talents, recruit everybody. But there's still some guys from then that are still there now, and they're right. really good, you know. Um, Weston McCain, they play for Juventus, great guy. Um, Pulisic, Chelsea. Mm. Um, Eunice Musa, Villarreal. Uh, A whole but lot of them.
0: You you bring up that super sub. So you do kind of reserve some firepower for the bench because you may need it late in the game.
1: Absolutely. Some guys may not be good enough to go 90 minutes, but, you know, give them 20 minutes and they will destroy the whole field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 20 minutes. When you come in, in and then the other defenders are already tired, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they've been running for like 80 minutes, 70 minutes. And you bring this kid in whew, scares the shit out of them. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I was watching the broadcast earlier, and I saw them put some numbers up in the corner, like 4-3-2-1, and I guess that refers to a defensive
1: formation? Formations change all the time during the game. Depends on who the manager, the other manager brings in. So if a manager brings in one more offensive, like when Rashford came in, it's like, hey, we got to drop one more person to the back. So now we're losing one person in attack. Mm -hmm. And then you have to sit back because Rashford comes in, scary kid. I was worried when he came in. Do
0: you have a defensive formation that you like best?
1: Um whew. first of all depends on the team, but you can never go wrong with four four two. Okay. You know, because four four two, you always have four at the back. If you're gonna put three at the back, it means you wanna play more offensive game, you know.
0: Now just thinking about that again, if you got more in the back, yeah. You are stout defensively. But does that make it harder for you to score goals on the other end? No, because
1: having four at the back is pretty balanced. When it's going to be hard for you to score a goal up front is when you have five people at the back. That's what they call parking the team bus. <laughs> 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 right in front of the goalpost. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, when you put five people at the, in front of the goalpost, then you have the likes of Messi, Ronaldo, because you're scared of them. And right. they have, you know, the teams that have firepower. There are teams that just play with three defense. So you can imagine the remaining are like offensive plays. So it's like, how do you defend against a team that has about seven offensive plays against you? You have to put like five mm-hmm. defenders back there just to like prevent anything from happening. That's where the possession game comes in because the guys with the with, with offensive team. They always get to keep the ball. You look at the possession, they tell like 60%, 40%, 70 30 You know, it's like you're keeping the ball a lot because you're just passing it around. You're waiting for those guys at the fence to come out to try to get the ball from you. You, yeah. you want to destabilize that, that formation. But they're very disciplined. Like, that's why soccer takes a lot to score a goal. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right, all right. Um, let's slow things down a little bit, man. Let me catch my breath. Uh, Dari came out, guns blazing. All right. For those of you watching at home, research says if you ask your audience to like a video, they're more inclined to do so. So if you're watching this at home, uh, please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and if you're really rocking with it, share this video. I'm sitting here with my brother from graduate school, Mr. Dari Ayola, big time soccer fan, soccer zealot. Is that too harsh a word? Yeah. Maybe. How exciting of a time is this for you? You know, I think of soccer fans in America sort of like boxing fans. Like, it's just that little small niche. There's not many places you can turn to and really enjoy the sport, see the sport, hear people uh, talk about the sport. But now, it's the global game. The whole world is tuned in and watching. How how, how exciting a time is this for you?
1: Exciting. And it's no longer a niche, bro. Like... Um <laughs>
0: in America um, Yeah. In America, no. Come on, man. What are you nah, talking about? What are you nah. talk about? MLS, we we, we nah. not on board like the rest of the world is.
1: Well, yeah, when it comes to the You quality, can't turn we, on ESPN
0: we, and see people talking about your sport any other time than now.
1: Well we're changing that, you know. And um uh, I, I don't call it a niche anymore. Maybe twenty years ago you could say, Oh, it's a niche. <laughs> a whole David Beckham came and created his own team in Miami. That tells you a lot. Okay. Um the guys I worked with before, um NYCFC, owned by Manchester City and the Yankees, uh that those people don't put their money in something that they feel like hey, we're not gonna make money, you know, that so it's not a niche. Uh when it comes to numbers, you have to follow the numbers. The MLS, the stadiums are being sold out. Atlanta. The team in Atlanta. The Mercedes, uh, Mercedes, that stadium? Mercedes sta- Arena, Mercedes-Benz right? Stadium where Mercedes- Atlanta Mercedes- Falcons right? uh, yeah. play. They're owned that's by Arthur Blank, yes. The soccer team, the soccer games there, the stadium's always sold out. Get live? Yeah, absolutely. The stadium's always sold out. The loudest fans in D.C., the Seahawks play there too, right? Um, uh, in Washington, D.C.? Yeah. In um, um, what's uh, the Seattle? I'm sorry, Seattle. Seattle Seahawks. That's Seattle, on the west Seattle. coast. Yeah, that's and DC is the Redskins. Yeah, no, not, not Redskins. Not not DC. I'm sorry. Seattle. The Seattle. Yeah, and that's where well, Russell Wilson. That's his name. He right? used to be there. He used to be there. That's right. the same. That's a team. I'm not really big on football, right, but right. you know, like that when we sell like the, the football games and the soccer games. When it comes to the fans coming to the stadium, it's about the same. Okay. It's All about right. the same. Portland
0: Timbers is a big team too in uh, in MLS. What's it? MLS? Uh, Portland, it? the Timbers?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Portland, Oregon. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Listen, though. This is the first time the World Cup is taking place during this time of year. It's typically in the summer. Yeah. It's now in the fall because Qatar got the bid and it's super hot in the summer. So if you don't want the players to drop that, what's it like watching a, 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 a World Cup during your, having your Thanksgiving turkey?
1: I'll get back to that. We're gonna put a pin on that. <laughs> New York City FC, NYC FC, by the way. We our stadium is coming up in Queens by 2026. It should be done. Just okay. right in time for the US to us to walk up, by the way. Okay. So we're getting a stadium in Queens and New York. All right, so excited. That's gonna be sold out almost every game, by the way. Okay. Um back to your question. Playing in the winter, awful idea. But at the same time, for me, I feel like this is going to be the new normal because I understand their unseen circumstances that led to Qatar hosting the World Cup. Allegedly, they bribed their way through. Hey, why not Jack Warner? Again, the worst thing that ever happened to the beautiful game. Who's Jack Warner, president at FIFA? Well, no, no, no. That was Seb Black back in the days. Mm-hmm. But Jack Warner was the president of CONCACAF, which is the uh, so every continent has a football body. Okay. There is UEFA, which is Europe. CONCACAF is for the U.S. Yeah. and some Latin American countries. Um, there is CONOBOL for Brazil, South America, ish. Right, right. You know, and then Africa, CAF. This man was the head of Con- um, CONCACAF, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he had so much power that his vote meant a lot, right. and his vote was always for sale. He <laughs> did get $5 million in bribe just to let Russia win the beat for the 2018. Okay. It was supposed to be England, Austin, that, by the way, and Jack Warner. That's why they're trying to extradite him right now from Trinidad and Tobago. He's from Trinidad, by the way. Oh, wow. He's from Trinidad. This guy voted against his own continent hosting the world cup in 2022 money talk man all these all these people we don't like that i know money talks but at the same time hosting the world cup in the winter it's more like why should qatar hone that this is the size of country the size of connecticut by the way Mm -hmm. the stadiums are so tight niche like together and the stadiums did not exist 10 years ago some cities did not even exist 10 years ago where the stadium were built. 6,500 migrant workers died building those stadiums. I think it's a shame to every fan. Like, everybody. Hold on. Slow down.
0: slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow <laughs> down. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> this is what graduate school was like. You got, you got me. You got Dare. Darre. You got Kayvon Baker. You got like we used to get crazy in these classes, right? I didn't want to go there just yet, but we 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 here now.
1: You cannot avoid that.
0: What year did we graduate? 2015. So 2010, Qatar got a bid or won the bid to host the 2022 World Cup. <clears throat> yeah. So many different moving parts had to had to take place for this to happen. Again, the the, the, the game is typically in the summer, but it was moved to so To the winter. To the winter. Qatar at the time didn't even have legit football stadiums. It was all built over the last 12 years. And during that process, the stories are migrant workers were brought in from uh, Bangladesh and different mm-hmm. places, and they were treated like basically slaves, many Absolutely. of them dying. That's the story. So this for them, Qatar to even have this thing, uh, there's a lot of rumors and uh, theories of corruption surrounded uh, uh, by it. Especially with a country who doesn't have a rich soccer history. And Qatar, when you are the host nation, your, 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 your team gets to participate. They're 0-2. How, do, how does that team even look? Did you, did you watch any of their games?
1: First of all, I, I did. I watched the game. It's, it was a disaster, by the way. That was awful. Um, Why? The guys I play with in Pier 40, um, Pier 40 soccer rooftop, pick up games play better than a lot of their players. <laughs> and I don't blame them. I mean, come on, bro. Like, you're not built for that. A lot of the players are not even from Qatar. Are
0: you Are you familiar with any of the players? Do they play big-time clubs anywhere in the world?
1: No, they don't. Most of them play for the local Qatar league, which no nice. disrespect to their team or the, 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 the local leagues, but, you know, it's like going to war against... The United States coming with machetes and you know knives when we got nuclear weapons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know it's just really wrong. But again, Qatar hosting the World Cup, there is a good. There's a good, the bad, and the ugly. To be honest, Um, I don't like the way they went about it. You know the whole bribery thing. But again, if the institution is corrupt, Mm -hmm. you don't have a choice sometimes than to play along, like, you know, FIFA is corrupt to the bone, like, so corrupt. So if you're going to win yeah. any favors from them, you have to scratch their back, Yeah, you know.
0: Is it is it affecting your view and pleasure at all, you know, this being taking place at this time of year? Because typically you would have your Premier Leagues and different things going on, but that has been on pause and you got the World Cup. Is it affecting your, I for, guess,
1: view and enjoyment? Uh, me personally, yes, because, again, I'm an Arsenal fan. We are on top of the league right now. We had that momentum going, winning <laughs> every game, and then you just <laughs> brought uh, a World Cup to break that momentum. When we get back on Boxing Day, the 26th of December, we might not have the same momentum. Yeah. Again, something's working out. Why fix it? Like you know, mm. uh, th- th- that's what I'm saying about the good, the bad, and the, og- and the ugly. FIFA, the World Cup, soccer. It's a beautiful game. I feel like yes, we should have, we should do everything possible to. Um, be inclusive, and that includes you know having other teams, other countries host right. the World Cup. But
0: not if they don't have a soccer history, Dari. No, they don't even have stadiums. They shouldn't get it.
1: Again, first of all, going back to politics, there's something called sports washing. All right. Sports washing. Yes. Okay. Sports washing. So it's more, It's like Russia hosting um, Sochi back then. Spent billions of dollars doing that, and nobody's ever spent that amount mm-hmm. of money for winter sports, and. Right after that, what happened? This awful human being invaded Ukraine, with Crimea back then. Putin. Um, yeah, well, I don't want to call his name. Okay. You know, it's like the T. The Yeah, they hand. might take. They might take my <laughs> YouTube channel. Yeah, we don't. Want to. <laughs> I don't want to call his name. So yeah, this awful human being invaded um um Ukraine back then, annexed Crimea. That's sports washing. Back um, to sports washing. That's pretty much when you like sports washing. It's like you wanna like. Show the world that this is what we're all about, and using sports as a means to put a blindfold on the yeah. rest of the world's face while you're killing people in Iran, like, like propaganda Women, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's bigger than propaganda. Like it's like you guys are just awful people, and you're trying to use this beautiful game to convince us that you're better than straight up w- what we're seeing. And I think it's a slap. It's a shame. Like you know. For, Hold on. One, know, one
0: one last thing on Putin and, and when. When he invaded Ukraine and everybody came out speaking out against him, I'm like, hold on. Y'all know he's been a bad guy for over a decade plus. Like, why y'all trying to pretend now that he's this villain or or, are you surprised by his actions? Like you said, a man like that, a country like that, should have never got Sochi and stuff. But I want to move ahead real quick.
1: Well, you talk about this all day, by the way, Uh, but you know. Lionel Messi. Yep.
0: He got a little LeBron James in him. And I don't mean that in a good way. LeBron James, you may not be aware of this because the media loves to uh, protect LeBron, Mm -hmm. but he has a reputation of coming up small. What's up with media? All of them dudes. (laughs) All all of them. ESPN, Fox Sports, if if a teammate does good, they give LeBron credit. If he doesn't, they blame the the guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When they win, it's LeBron's... The mm-hmm. cause of it when it, when they lose is somebody else's fault. But LeBron has a reputation of coming up small and big moments. When he was in Cleveland, he struggled against the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, when he first got to the Heat, they were supposed to run through the league. He ended up losing to the Dallas Mavericks. I feel Lionel Messi kind of got that history also on on the international on stage.
1: International level, he yeah. come up a little short. And just the other day, Argentina lost to who? Saudi Arabia. They had a national holiday the next day. That's how big that was for them. They don't care. They don't mind being knocked out of the World Cup tomorrow. How bad of
0: a loss was that for Messi Ooh. and Argentina?
1: That was a shame, bro. like, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> no disrespect to them. That's another farmer's league, like, you know? Like, <laughs> they're they not even close. They're not top 100, you know? And for you to, like, beat the number... How did it happen? Um, Again... A lot of terrible calls in that game, I'll tell you that. Some of the goals should have never been ruled out. But I think technology those days is doing more harm than good for the game because now with VAR and um, the new system of VAR, it's like the margin of error is so close that your fingertip can be offside and the dare Lionel Messi
0: is supposed to be one of the best players in
1: the world Well first of all the man is not any younger uh <laughs> when you run that much for over how many years now he has been in the game for almost for like 20 years now almost when you're running up and down you're not going to be at the top up in the past, he should have done better, no doubt. But he does. Again, he, does he has again, failed in international level. Again, the team around him. I know basketball is a team sport as well, but right. it's not as you guys are what five on five, yeah? Yes, sir. Well, with, ba- with, with soccer, it's more pissed to the game than basketball. So it's like if two players on my team don't do well, it's hard for me, the superstar, to do well. I don't see Ronaldo lifting the World Cup either, you know, and he's tough. Two in the world. So I think everybody go hard on Messi. Like, I love that kid, you know. Like, he's humble. Like, he's the greatest, man. He must have played for Arsenal. <laughs> nah,
0: I'm messing with you. But listen, listen. We does stand a chance. Does, but I'm has, has he ever played for Arsenal? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Okay. Nah. Ronaldo, on the other hand. Uh, hold on, hold on. That, does Messi have a history of coming up short?
1: International for his country? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, he does. He does. I feel like he Messi's puts, the LeBron James of soccer. I feel like Messi puts Barcelona when he was a Barcelona dominating, like killing the entire world outside Like <laughs> nobody wanted to play against him. You end up being a victim. This is like Jeffrey Dahmer on the field. Like <laughs> you know, Messi back then, you do not want to go up against him. But the same energy don't come in when it comes to Argentina. And I think that has to do with who he is as a person. Um <clears throat> We might see Messi, the soccer player, but on a personal level, it's just a quiet, reserved guy. Like, he doesn't want to be the center of attraction, you know? Unlike Ronaldo, it's like when he comes in the room, like, yeah. But, but when everybody. when the
0: lights shine, Ronaldo performs.
1: That much I know about soccer. Messi performs too. That Again, much I Messi, know about Messi soccer. Messi performs too. You have to, Ronaldo is an athlete. Messi is a soccer player. In other words, I, Ronaldo has to be in the gym trying to get all those... Workout going, which is an advantage, by the way. Running, all that stuff. Messi is just natural. Messi's not built like Ronaldo. He's 5'6", first of all. Mm. Low center of gravity. That's why he can embarrass everybody in the field, you know? But uh I feel Messi, definitely. Uh, comes up short, but you cannot put the blame on him. Who? You have to put the blame on the entire team because those guys all play for top leagues in Fair Europe.
0: Enough. Fair enough, Dari. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Who has had the most impressive showing thus far. Team.
1: Team? Yes, sir. Japan. Is that a surprise? Absolutely. Well, not a surprise, but the team they did beat is a surprise for me, though. Germany. Wow. Top three seed in the world. Like, you beat Germany. That game made me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I saw France play. Australia. That's expected. You got Mm -hmm. Mbappe. You got Giroud. You got... uh, Dembele, all the superstars, they're trying to defend the title because they won the last World Cup. Uh, But the opponents they were playing, it was expected. You should beat them. Um, Tunisia held, um, was it Croatia? I don't remember. Or Denmark, I think. They played them. They held them. Those are teams that are like, uh, they really impressed me. But Japan.
0: So Japan and Denmark.
1: Just, no, 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 not Denmark, Tunisia. Tunisia, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like uh but Japan definitely. Nobody expected them to win that game. Those guys are like the tallest guy on that field <laughs> is like five seven. No disrespect. It's right? just no, about t- it's just yeah. about the game yeah. and how you have a height advantage. Yes. And defense you can clear aerial balls and you know, like the balls coming in, you have a better chance of scoring because the other defenders and the defenders are not as tall as you. Okay. But those guys, man, they defied the expectation.
0: I'm going to ask you for a list of the top five players in the World Cup. I just want names, Dari. Number one being the best, right? So I want you to start with number five. Top five players playing in the World Cup right now, starting with number five. I just want names.
1: So based on what we've seen or just based on who the players are in general? In general, your, your personal ranking. I mean that's not that's that's not gonna be accurate but based on <laughs> what we're saying right now based on what we're saying right now, I feel like uh number one number five you yes. said. <laughs> number five <laughs> Number five, wow Number five, who would that be? Let me look at the teams first. Because I'm
0: trying to get a picture because I, I know, again, the names, Ronaldo and Messi, but I know. They're not in the top they, five. Ex- exactly, and, and that's what I want to know. Because so I know they're getting the older. end of an era, by the way. I understand, and that's what I want to learn. I, I love watching soccer, and <clears throat> this happened the other day when it was USA versus Wales. They're talking about this guy, Gareth Bale. Psst.
1: End of an era.
0: And he looked like just a regular white guy to me. Mm-hmm. But you, you go to his Instagram, it's forty million people. They pass, talk about all pass, the money pass, he didn't have. Glory, glory. That's what I'm saying. So I want to he know. He's in the a-
1: MLS right now, by the way. LA. FC.
0: And, and that is a sign of them getting older. Once they
1: they they make no, big money I overseas disagree. and they come I to dis- LA. I disagree with I, I don't that. I want to get you sidetracked. Five players, Dari. I disagree with that, by the way. Five players. Number five. If you don't mind, I need to look at the table. Go for before, it. We, so, can, right?
0: we can we could we can edit. I, Go for uh, it. I know
1: who my number 1 is by the way but just you know that 5 <clears throat> number 5 wow I should start from number 1
0: Mbappé got to be on the list absolutely Uh who who else do I know Mbappé Neymar just got hurt
1: Psh, Neymar is not in my top 5 either. He's out He's He's out injured for the rest of the group stage he has a glass ankle. Like, you cannot touch him. He's done he got a glass weeks. ankle?
0: Yo, the man got injured, dog. Stop it.
1: Bro, come on, man. I
0: start looking for players that I know. Paul Pogba's not even in the World Cup. He, he's he's out because Ooh. of injury.
1: Karen Benzema, injured. Get uh, my five
0: players, please, sir.
1: Okay. <clears throat> wow, this is a shame, by the way. Number five.
0: Why is it a shame?
1: Because the guys that expect to be in it are not. They're not showing up. They're not turning up at all. It seems like a lot of those guys put in so much work for the club football, and mm-hmm. when it comes to the national team, they're not. Um, I, I cannot. The guys from Japan, it's really hard to, like, say their names. I don't know their names, right. but those guys, definitely. They got one over uh, there? They, yeah, Oh, sure, yeah, definitely. You see what? My number five, United States goalkeeper. Really? Absolutely. Really? Based on what you did today. Based on what you did today, and that's shocking. Because when we so go back far, to the Wales so far, game. if you ask me this question, like after the World Cup, then obviously the num- the names will change. Yes, sir. but so far, from what we've seen today, um, from what we've seen so far yes, with sir. the with the you know two games played now with in the group stage, yes, the group Um, Turner definitely my Who's number that? five. It's the American. Goal okay, league. the American goalkeeper is Arsenal's number two. Okay, Who our number is- one is on the bench for England. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> <Rams> though. though. Um, number four, Starboy, Bukayo Saka, number 17 for England. Okay. Um, number three, Olivier Giroud, France. Mm-hmm. And my number two, oof. who can I put for number two, man? Let me see who's worth being on the list. Nobody. Mexico, Argentina, nobody. France, Tunisia, Damn. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. Spain? They have a midfielder. Marco Asensio. Okay. He scored two goals the other day against uh Costa Rica. Wow. Yeah, they annihilated them. Like <laughs> it was men against boys. And then number one Mbappe. <laughs> Number one Mbappe. Bappy, Mbappe. <laughs> All and day. I don't care. Even if he doesn't score a goal, that for me right there, it means a lot for me to see the next Ronaldo or Messi being a black kid, immigrant parents from Cameroon playing for France.
0: Talk to me about his gameplay. What makes him special? Because again, to
1: me, I just see 11 people running up and down the field. And Bappy, first of all, like everything he touches, man, turns into gold. It's like you have to give him the ball all the time. He he he's a very strong guy and he's only what twenty one years old now. Single handedly won that World Cup for them in twenty eighteen. You just told me it was a team sport. It is a team sport, but then if you have one guy who's supposed to put the ball in the net and he's not doing it, the rest of the team could be playing well. That one guy could be the problem. Mm. You know, but Mbappé, it's just the whole team was playing well and he was delivering. You can run 90 minutes and give this one person the ball to go score. If he doesn't score, your 90 minutes effort don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. So, for me, killing Mbappé, number one, man, and I think he's going to be the next kid up there. There's some guys that did not even make the World Cup their country. Uh, there's this kid at Manchester City, Holland. Ooh, he's a beast, What bro. country does he
0: what do you represent? Norway. Okay.
1: Ooh. Haaland is a beast, bro. Like, that's like, I don't know. Let me see. That's like putting Ronaldo and Messi scoring ability into one person. Mm. The kid is really good, and I think it's going to give Mbappe a run for his money for the next generation. Say that name again? Haaland. Okay. So,
0: okay. There's uh, a few great players who didn't make the World Cup. Mohamed Salah.
1: Absolutely. Egypt. But again, it's like um basketball, right? It's a lot of great guys who <clears throat> never won what the championship yeah. and they won Olympic gold medal yeah. for the US. So
0: there's some yeah. big time countries who are not in this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Italy, mm-hmm. Colombia, Egypt, your native land, the Super Nigeria. Eagles, Nigeria. Ooh. For the record, I did a project in grad school about the Super Eagles. Because of my boy. He was the motivation. (laughs) They was like, yo, well, you got to pick an international team. I said, yo, my man Dari right there. Y'all got the super egos, man. He going to be able to tell me if I'm doing the right thing or not.
1: Why Why we did not make it? First of all, the two continents that the, the hardest to qualify for the World Cup.
0: Which? Africa and where?
1: Actually, three. Europe, Africa, and South America. Because everybody's good, mm-hmm. especially Europe. That's why the next World Cup, I think that that there's going to be more teams. Yeah. Like They're going to expand it. Right because, now, it's only 32. I think they're yeah, going to expand it. They with. have to. You know, it's absolutely. We've been using that for a very long.
0: You time. don't have to. It's just an exclusive club. The best of the best. This is the world's biggest championship. You don't have to, but, but I understand. We,
1: if, we, if we had 10 more teams or 12 more teams, that's still... An exclusive club because you know how many countries are in the world. The most popular sports in the world. Yes, sir. You can go in the desert and the people playing soccer with a stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. So that for me, I feel like we do have to expand it. Like, nah, mm-hmm. it's not enough. There's so many good teams in Europe not qu- uh, participating. Africa, South America, like that needs to change. We need to open up more spaces to them. Mm-hmm. You know, in Europe is too huge as well for or country like everywhere in Europe there is soccer everywhere in Europe in Africa not really like if you look at a place like South Africa they do have soccer but it's not as big as the rugby team okay. the rugby team they neck with mm. like Taiwan with New Zealand and England like you know like New Zealand is number 1 right. <laughs> when it comes to rugby so they're like shoulder to shoulder with the South African team mm. um places like India they're not big on soccer, so if they don't make it, nobody's gonna feel bad. Mm. Qatar is never gonna be at a World Cup. They only got in it through <laughs> affirmative action. <laughs> they, 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 host, they, <laughs> they the host. They the team. You know, they the host team. So you know, you always get that shot because you're hosting it. You know, yeah. it's, it's good for teams. You people. know what I realized though? A lot
0: of <laughs> these good teams have nicknames. We mentioned the Nigerian national team is the Super, Super Eagles. Eagles. That's yeah. hard. Mexico, El Tre. <laughs>
1: I honestly don't know their name. America don't have
0: one. Are
1: Are you sure? The Yankees? I doubt it, but I'm pretty sure we have one. Nah, I I checked it today in
0: in preparation for this podcast. Come on. They don't have a nickname. We need need
1: to change that. 2026, we're hosting that World Cup with Mexico and Canada. Yeah. We need to change that.
0: We need to change that. Listen, Ronaldo
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is playing for Portugal right now.
1: Yeah. But there's been some issues with his, his club team. He doesn't have a club anymore, by the way, as of yesterday. Two days ago, but I, I understand. Keep going.
0: I, I'm looking on YouTube. I see him doing a sit-down interview with I think it's Piers Morgan. i never seen him in that setting. And Piers Morgan.
1: He's and, an Arsenal fan, by the way, unfortunately. But And
0: Darryt, <laughs> it, it looked like an R. Kelly CBS sit-down. So I knew that was trouble just by the lighting. And I guess he said he feels betrayed <laughs> by Man U. He feel like they tried to push him out. They talk about the hardest thing in sports is to manage the aging superstar. What's the story there? Because what I'm reading is he didn't want to come off the bench. And I guess they believe he was being, he wasn't supporting the team. And he feels he's being betrayed by the team.
1: What's the story? Ronaldo, great player. Uh, New manager comes into Manchester United. First of all, the great saw Alex Ferguson. Format manager of Man Former Manchester United manager. And Since this is those 19... second stint Since with 1986, Manu. yes. Since 1986. Retired in uh, maybe 2013, 14, I don't remember. But he was pretty much there for like 27, 28 years, 29 years. The most successful manager in the history of the game, by the way. And it pains me to say that because I don't like that team. I don't like that man, by the way, as a manager. <laughs> but I like him as a person. Sir Alex Ferguson, when he left Manchester United, It's really hard. It's like Belichick, right? Yeah. Living the Patriots, the next guy coming in, it's going to be hard to fill in that shoe. You never want to follow the guy, yeah. Exactly. Every manager who's coming after Sir Alex Ferguson, the fans are already used to that success. They expect you to just jump back in. Right. So now, right after Sir Alex Ferguson, they've had... I think five managers, David Moyes, um the guy coaching the Netherlands right now, two uh and uh, maybe five managers. No. I know their names, I'm not going to get there. So it's like every season it's like, oh, we almost got there but we didn't get there. So now they brought this new manager from the from, from the Netherlands, uh Ten Hag. Successful manager in uh in in the Netherlands with Ajax. Right. And my man comes in and again I always look at it this way like when you get in prison I've never been to jail before but when you get in there it's like you want to show that hey I'm the big dog so you go for the biggest guy and punch him in the face. <laughs> Yo, that's <laughs> that's a great the analysis. way that's the way it is. We every team, So that's the way the manager treated uh, Ronaldo? Every big team has most big teams have that. Arsenal had that problem with a player called Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I love Aubameyang like is Africans, Arsenal captain before, but we had to get rid of him because the ego was too much. We're paying this man 300,000 pounds a week. Ronaldo right now, Manchester United, I think, was getting 500,000 pounds a week. No one man should have all that power. And if we're giving you that much money and you cannot run 20 yards and the younger players, will Ronaldo doesn't run anymore. Okay. You cannot play soccer He's still important, by the way. You put him in the post. There's a danger, man. Like he will take that opportunity, that one chance, score a goal. But that's not that's not everything with, with with soccer. Ronaldo is not the same Ronaldo five, ten years ago. So he's past his prime, and the manager benched him. The manager benched him because the younger players, hungry, talented, like faster, better. You know, experience. Yeah, Ronaldo has experience. I will bring again coming to why you bench some players. I will bring in Ronaldo the last. 20 minutes, try to get the troops together, talk to the kids on the field, like, hey, you're doing something stupid, you know? But hold on, is, is there anything
0: the manager could have done to kind of smooth this situation over instead of just, I guess, disrespecting and embarrassing
1: Ronaldo? He did not disrespect or embarrass him, by the way. Um, and the answer to your question is no, Ronaldo, big ego. And for a reason, it's like the if you're a boxer, for example, it comes with the ego. You need to you, you need okay. to have that to be successful. Right. So Ronaldo walks the walk, talk the talk. Like absolutely, Ronaldo, the ego comes with it. You already know that mm-hmm. when you have a player like that on your team, absolutely that comes with it. You need to learn how to manage him. But I feel I feel like the manager wanted him out of the team, but it's like they didn't know the way to go about it.
0: So he's gone now. He's no longer with ManU. They tore that contract up. It so, what do you, you think night happens night. next? It's, t- it's time to come to the States. No,
1: no, no. It's time no. to do what David Beckham did no. come to the States, become no. become a megastar. No, no. Ronaldo's gonna play till he's like 41. Like Zlatan. There's a player called Zlatan. Zlatan Primer. came
0: to the MLS and played with LA Galaxy. That's how I know that name. And he was funny as hell in the interviews.
1: Zlatan was a clown, but he's one of the greatest, though. But he never got the recognition as much as Ronaldo and Messi because there was no consistency in terms of clubs. So, hold on. Zlatan came to America and then went back overseas. LA Galaxy, yes. And then went back to AC Milan in Italy. And he's at AC Milan right now. Again, some leagues, you don't do a lot of running. Okay. You understand? The Premier League, that's why it's the best uh, league in the world. It's very aggressive. It's fast, you know. The Italian League, very slow. So, Zlatan don't even have to run that much. Just stay in the box, give him the ball, bam. He doesn't have to do uh, 120 yards up and down, 90 yards up and down, which if you're in the Premier League, everybody needs to defend, including the offensive player. So Ronaldo doesn't want to do that. Even when he was younger, he doesn't do that. It's like, I'm Ronaldo. I'm not going to go defend. I'm here to score goals, and that's what I'm going to do. But you don't get to decide that. The manager decides, this is my game plan, and you have to do it. Now, if you cannot so, do so that... So, what do you...
0: Premier League is the best league in the world. Absolutely. Okay, so we got, agent, we got an agent superstar Ronaldo. Yeah. Who's having a hard time coming off the bench and different things. So, he parted ways with Man U. Yeah. What do you think is next for him?
1: Ooh. First of all, I don't see any top team in Europe taking Ronaldo right now. Um, except any manager wants that problem. Mm. Because that's a big ego on your team. A lot of people are saying, hey, Arsenal should take him up for six months. I would never want Ronaldo on my team. I love him, but um, we don't need any big ego in the dressing room. Psychology plays a lot. like means a lot when it comes to winning in soccer and every other team. If you have a guy like Ronaldo in the dressing room, it's one of the reasons why Manchester United wasn't really doing well. Even though the players are great, they're good players, But with Ronaldo not being happy, it's like that elephant in the room. Yeah, it can
0: mess with the morale of a team. Exactly.
1: So it was like, Ronaldo leaving right now? I'm terrified of Manchester United right now. Because now they're going to come out like freedom. Like, we can go out there now and be happy and play for the manager and see the manager's vision. Mm -hmm. Just like Arsenal, when we we have a young manager right now, he's like 36 years old, Mikel Arteta. He used to be our captain back in the days. Mm -hmm. When he first came in, we had a lot of deadbeats in the team. Systematically, he got rid of all of them. Mm. Ozil from Germany. Coach um, is a big deal in sport. Absolutely, coach you, is cannot, b- you cannot teach a player how to play; they already have that talent. Yes, you, you can You cannot, You're not going to teach LeBron James how to shoot, or well, you know, like Steph Curry how to shoot three points, or like, not. Nah. But the coach has to make sure the unit gels together. Talents from different parts of the world; some guys cannot even speak mm-hmm. English. Yeah, you have to make sure everybody. You know, it's it's like a musical piece, man. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to synchronize. And Ronaldo's a missing piece. Like, you cannot have someone like Ronaldo and have a perfect pitch.
0: That's great. <laughs> You're right, right. I like that <laughs> analogy, man. You're talking about leadership. It's not really about teaching these kids different skills. They got that already. It's about setting the tone, setting the culture, Absolutely. and getting these these men to gel. I had one of my former professors on, Dr. Adam Sayers, and I was asking him about some of his favorite leaders, and captains in sport, and he mentioned Roy Keane. Who is your favorite captain ever in the sport of soccer? Somebody that exuded leadership, mm-hmm. that got his team ready and prepared to play each Woo. and every time they walked on the field. One captain.
1: Damn, that's, a, that's an unfair question, by the way. Nah, you can't have choices. One. Nah, bro. Damn. Nah, bro. Woo. Ah, huh, wow, damn, I have names, man. Nah, just I'll, one. I'm going to pick one, okay, all right, oh, I would say Tony Adams from Arsenal, from back in the days, you know, uh, Austin Wenger. Tony who, Adams. Yes, English player.
0: English player, who
1: played for Arsenal. And played for England. What
0: time frame we talking about, What what year? Um...
1: See, 90s? I, I was younger, but oh. when, when I started following Arsenal, this was like 1996. I'm not that young, by the way, mm-hmm. but <laughs> when I started following Arsenal in 1996, Tony Adams was our captain. What would you Venga. like about his style? It's just professional, man. Like You see a lot of the young kids doing dumb stuff on the field, and come see you as a, as a, as, as a father <laughs> on the field. He would check his teammates on the field? Ch- yeah, check you. Like, yeah, there were so many captains like that, by the way.
0: I never really seen that in soccer. Again, I don't watch that much. Again, I,
1: now captains are being decided by oh, I want to keep this guy happy. We don't want him yeah, to leave. Yeah. Back in the days it was more like, you know, like Ted Lasso. The ca- you, you know, you know Ted Lasso like the Isn't that uh, like a Apple, sitcom character? It's a sitcom but on uh, Apple TV, like <laughs> the captain. The captain and Ted Lasso was based on Roy King's character, by the way. Yeah, I did hear that. Like an asshole. Like yeah. Roy King is an asshole. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but you kinda like need that to be a successful captain sometimes. Right. Like the team has to be scared of you. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, we're playing Manchester City today. Yeah. Like I better not mess up, cause if Roy King tells the manager that kid needs to be on the bench. Mm. And he's not gonna tell you behind you. He's gonna tell you in front of the manager. No. Nah, Irish kid like this, man, has got to be on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, like, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you're being stupid. Like, you got to use your head, you yeah. know? Like, what are you doing holding the ball like that? Like, you know, you have to, like, give your teammate the ball. Don't hog the ball. Gotcha. The likes of Roy Keane and Ronaldo cannot coexist. The Ronaldo of now. Roy Keane was Ronaldo's captain back in the days. His first spell of Manchester United. Mm. You know, but that was, like, the young, humble Ronaldo. Right now, I think he got too big for himself, you know?
0: Gotcha. So what's that name? Roy Adams.
1: To- no, no, no. Tony Adams from Tony? Arsenal. Roy King. Manchester yeah, right. United. They were enemies, by the yeah. way.
0: Tony Adams. That is the you got to give me the opportunity to mention all the captains. Right? No, you don't get all the captains. <laughs> uh, you get one, Ah, huh? oh, This right. is how this works. You get oh. one. Tony Adams. Oh, man. Oh. Tony Adams. Okay.
1: All right. All right. I'll stick with that. I'll take that.
0: Grad school. I used to love watching you come and you had your little Arsenal gear.
1: <laughs>
0: Let's talk about some of the... Go ahead.
1: By the way, I was in Florida in um, July. We played Chelsea. I went to Florida, saw Arsenal play in Orlando. Very cool. Recently, absolutely.
0: Is that your first time seeing them in the States? Hell no. Of course not. <laughs> the best kits, 2000 World Cup 2022. Who got the best kids? For those of you who don't know, soccer lingo—that's a—that's the uniform, the jersey. Ooh, I got a boy. few in my closet.
1: I cannot wait, bro. Like, pains me to say this, For Mexico. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that the the pattern. It's Adidas. It's like green. It's just. It's fitted. The evolution of the soccer kit—it's gone a long way from yeah. back in the days when they look like basketball jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? but like right now, it's a fashion statement. They selling time. millions right now. Big Like time. just you know, soccer jerseys—it's a huge part of soccer right now. If if Japan Ronaldo's too. if Ronaldo's jerseys don't fit, is not coming in to play. He has to look pretty. Oh, I gotta pretty. look fly. Yeah, I gotta look fly to play. <laughs>
0: Mexico, I got Mexico on my list right here. Mexico, mm-hmm. the green, the white, the red. They yeah, got yeah. the little pattern in the jersey. Yeah, Japan also. Nah, the white one, the white
1: jersey. I haven't seen the white. Okay, the they way. got the white one where they got the, some little like uh I, again I'm some going stars in it. I'm going based on what we've seen so far. I I know I can go see it, but yeah. I, I don't want yeah. to. I don't want spoiler alerts, man. I like. The elements of surprise. So to watch uh, in real time, okay, to, okay, exactly. So based on what I've seen, Mexico number one. Yeah, United States, the away jersey. What we played in today, fire. I cannot wait. I'm getting that too. I mean, it was cool. Oh damn! But how about cool the white American there. jersey?
0: What grade do you give that? Nah, I'm gonna give it an F. I'm gonna tell you why. Because totally. I don't.
1: I'm not. I'm not with it.
0: I don't like the collar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Like I need a thick collar. The, the jersey they wear now is just like the t shirt, and it's like there's no seam or
1: anything. I, I, I don't I, like that. I gotta tell you now, um, I know I have history with Nike, and I still love Nike. That like Nike is my family, no relations. I don't work there anymore. I was huh. just, you know, but uh, all day I would love, I'll still work at Nike. I love Nike, but when it comes to jerseys right now, I think Adidas and Puma is winning.
0: Three stripes and Puma,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nike. I don't know, man. The design department needs to be fired or something. I'm sorry to say, but Mm -hmm. they need new designs. I think they need newer, younger faces in there. Mm -hmm. I feel like the guys who have been there for a very long time probably still calling the shot when it comes to design. Like, it's just terrible. This season, even at the club level. Yeah. I don't know. The numbers, I don't know how they're doing in the market, but Adidas, Puma, I I, I, – Traditionally, though Adidas
0: has has dominated the oh, soccer yeah. sport of soccer.
1: I mean, it's European. Yeah. It's corrupt. It's European. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to FIFA, Adidas is the early founders of corruption in FIFA, <laughs> by the way. But <laughs> but uh, you know, Adidas definitely Puma and Adidas. I think they're brothers, by the way, the two the the owners and stuff. But uh, Adidas definitely number one. Adidas jerseys. Ooh, they fire. And, and when you're a soccer fan, it's like you don't wear. I, I would never put on a Tottenham jersey because that's like our rival in, yeah. all, in London and, all, you know, Arsenal. But uh, sometimes when the jersey's so fire, you totally forget about the rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just want to cop there. But, but not Tottenham. I would never wear. You never catch me dead wearing that. <laughs>
0: you brought up Nike. That's, that's on my list. Again, going back to grad school, like we all coming from different walks of life. I'm driving limos at night uh Kayvon and him <clears> is working <throat> as teachers. Darre's coming in from Nike town. You worked at o g Nike town, not this new Soho uh, g- not this fifty 50- seventh street yeah, yeah, what them. was that like? It looked like fun just running up and down different sneakers, different people.
1: What was that like? um oof, Nike. As a company beautiful, I felt like the um <clears throat> when it came to when it comes to Nike town like that particular uh location, the management could you know be a little bit different to mm-hmm. like bring to life what Nike actually stands for uh sometimes it wasn't the issue at all I felt like a lot of guys at Nike Town got promoted. Based on the wrong things, mm-hmm. and when you promote people based on that, you're missing out on great talents. Mm-hmm. Me as a person, I applied to Nike's corporate like yeah. the internship like twice, yeah. and I never got in. You know, no doubt. I know other people got in that mm-hmm. felt like I definitely was way more qualified than. But again, <clears throat> in life, you win some, you lose, something. Yeah, it's not, something, lose some. It's not nothing personal. I feel like Nike would have had the whole World
0: Cup. Uh, display going on right now. You ever we met any soccer players
1: in it? <sighs> we call it the initiative. The huh? Nike, we call it the Nike initiative. Uh huh. Right. Um. I think the last one we had was uh, when did we leave Fifty Seventh? I think twenty seventeen. So I think the last initiative that happened was the the last World Cup actually. No, twenty eighteen. Yeah, the last World Cup hosted in Russia. I got. F- uh, I have a story about that, by the way. I was on the first floor, in Nike Town, um, doing the soccer initiative for the World Cup, and this big guy comes in, and myself and my my coworker Christian, we approached him and tried to help him out, and we both looked at him and were like, "Yo, is that, that's is that, is that." So we we approached him and were like. <laughs> Yo, anyone ever tell you, you look like Shug Knight? And it was like, Yeah, my mama. <laughs> oh s- <laughs> <laughs> We it met, yo, you know, we don't want to talk Yeah, absolutely. Back then, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh I came to buy some uh the, the basketball socks, the long ones. I forgot what they okay. called them, the pro- I forgot what they called them back then. And uh I met R. Kelly there. Oh man. I'm you, telling you. You met some criminals, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I helped R. Kelly. And you know what? Funny story. R. Kelly don't let strangers talk to him. He No, 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 no. You know what? Listen. Just give me like two minutes to say this, by the way. Totally off topic, okay? Kells came, and, you know, growing up in Nigeria, a lot of us, even over here, you grew up on R. Kelly's music, so me helping R. Kelly was a great, it was a honor for me, and I told him that. I was like, yo, Kells, big fan, bro. I'm honored to help you. Got him the shoes and everything. I was like, yo, I appreciate that, bro, and everything. Okay, that being said. I went downstairs, I saw Kels and um some guys he came with and what were they doing? They were getting numbers from girls, including some of my co-workers at Nike then. <laughs> and I was like, Getting your number? I'll Kelly, like, let's go. I'll want your number. Yeah. Again, the whole um issue with surviving Kels wasn't out then. Mm-hmm. But when I told people, this is the same way I told people the story. I was like, this was what Kells did then. And, you know, I was surprised. Like, what's going on? Why is Kells getting their numbers and his guys are getting numbers as well? And when the story came out with Surviving R. Kelly, it was the same M.O. Yeah. I don't know what happened with those women, but seeing what I saw at Nike Town and based on what those women said, it was the same. It was a carbon copy of the M.O. So for me, it was like, damn. Uh, I love the music, the craft of the man, but the person absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grad school is what 60 credits? <laughs> I don't remember. I feel <laughs> it's a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 60 f- credits. Yeah. I
0: feel like 48 of them were like the same class. <laughs> We had the same professor. 47,
1: uh, 57 of them were the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not even exaggeration. At that time, this is Brooklyn College's sports management program. We had like one professor for like seven to eight classes. Respectfully. Res- Malvone. I'll, come P- on, man.
1: I profess- love Malvone. I, Malvone it, it might not be perfect, but I, I learned a lot from him. Nah,
0: Malvone. I loved being with Malvone. Um, it was like psychology of sport, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sociology of sport, sport marketing. Like The things started to overlap. All of us just like in the same class, semester after semester.
1: It was a joke, pretty much. I felt like the department was just being gritty, first of all. Yeah. Um, the guy who was the head of the department back then, so rest in peace, passed away uh, a few months ago. Who? Professor Dumber? Oh, okay. Um, I don't really think they believed in that program. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they kind of like starved it with the resources. I right. felt like we could do better. Uh, like we... Honestly speaking, we were doing better than the kids. We were learning more than the kids in Columbia. Yeah. They had the name, but for us, it felt like uh, there was so many. Everybody in that class. Majority. Columbia, the Ivy League school up yeah, in, uh, at absolutely. home. Yeah, That That program, that sports nah, we marketing a and uh, sports management program. Like, we definitely way better than a lot of those kids. And you know how I know I have been to events with those kids, and a lot of them... Once they opened their mouth to talk, you wish they just kept quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly speaking then, it's like
0: but eating. but but speaking of events, we used to um we used to always kind of joke cuz our professor would talk about his personal event. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I don't know where you are going with this. All right. You remember the name of it? Uh, the, the Dream
0: Bowl. The Dream Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> he put together a like a an all-star game for College football players Myrtle from lower-level programs.
1: Yeah, My Little
0: Bitch in Virginia. Uh, Virginia. It was at Virginia Beach. Yeah, Virginia, so okay, you I'll... think of, like, Division three football players, Division two football players. He would put together kind of like an all-star game to help them get drafted and stuff. It's a great event. We used to just make fun because he would always find a way to bring his event in as an example. We used to always make fun. But I bring that up because the last time I saw you, May 1st. Yeah. My City Alumni Classic, mm-hmm. little event I put together, kind of trying to mirror a, a lot of what he did, yeah. a lot of what we were taught. <laughs> My brother Dari, I told him I needed him in the building, he popped out.
1: What'd you think? Your event was fantastic, by the way. I, Outside the Brooklyn College basketball games, I haven't really been to any basketball events, and that for me was like... Really organized. Like, mm-hmm. you guys did great. Like, that's 10 out of 10, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my question for you and Marvone and everybody else who does that, I feel like you can have all the great talents out there playing, but if the right people are not on the bench to watch them play, for me, it's always like it doesn't incentivize them to come back. To, Yo,
0: dog. that's why I called you in there. How do we no, go to the na, next level? Na,
1: no, no, no. I'm talking about in terms of, like, scouts and other things, you know. Oh, no, these people are the past their prominent. This is just like... Oh, yeah, I know. When I saw them, yeah. when I saw that, I recognized basketball from Brooklyn College. And yeah. I was like, oh, those kids are not... I, I I didn't know those were the guys you were showcasing, yeah. by the way. I thought they were just, like, uh, regular kids from high school. Nah, the, the like goal that. here
0: is it's going to be a family fun event. How do we get the money around it? How do we get the sponsors? How do we get the politicians involved so we can get resources for our people? That's why I went and got you a master's degree in sports management from Brooklyn College. I needed you to
1: see it. What's next, Dari? What's next? My brother, you got to go into politics. Because you don't have to be running for office and stuff, but you need to be involved in politics to get the big names and to get, like, the funding and everything, the 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 money to get the recognition. So let's go do to, it. To get the mayor's attention to get, you know, but you got to start from somewhere. And I think that was a great place so to start. So
0: let's go. You with
1: me? I had my suit. I, I was looking political. What's good? my bow tie. What's first up? First of all, first of all, uh, um, I, I love the whole sports management thing, mm-hmm. by the way. And I'm going to come clean. It was fun for me. I, I didn't really believe in it for a while. Like, mm-hmm. the, after the first semester, I was going to drop out and do something else. Yo, yo, hold what? on. Real quick, real quick.
0: I was making fun of Dari because he was reading a GMAT book. I said, you're the only person in grad school preparing for <laughs> grad school. Like, uh, some other grad school. Like, yo, bro, we here already. Why are you reading the GMAT? We already here. Uh,
1: listen, you was thinking about some other stuff. Law I school, was, different things. I was, no, not law school. MBA. Yeah, absolutely. But my point being, I didn't really believe in that program. I wanted to try to see, you know, I, I have a passion for the sports and, me being out there doing some of the works outside the master's program, I realize a lot of the people in charge do not even hone that degree. They don't have that degree. They yeah. don't have a passion for it. Nope. They don't even know the sports. Right. But politics, bro, a whole lot of folks. I'm not going to mention names because obviously, you know, but a whole lot of the people out there, they don't know much about that. You know, they do know about business.
0: That's why us, the good guys, got to take over.
1: Absolutely. But with with me going, studying for the GMAT and all that, I was definitely trying to switch programs Mm -hmm. to an MBA program. And Marvone did convince me to, you know, stay on. I'm a numbers guy. I looked at the numbers. I checked how much this was going to cost me at the end. And I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. You (laughs) know, I I can rock with that. When I was done... One thing it took it took a while to get that uh to get a job like especially when you're coming from an unknown program like yeah. that and it wasn't easy, I'll tell you that, but you you have to keep struggling and you know keep mm-hmm. trying and when I finally got something, one thing the pandemic uh made us realize was that that industry does not provide a safety net no sir and that was a wake up call for me and a lot of other people that maybe they're smart. And when I saw that, I started looking into other things. And right now I'm into, you know, I'm in IT trying to, like, get certified with cloud computing with, you know, AWS and, you know, cybersecurity and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because those are the jobs that do create a safety net when For it sure. comes, you know, like the in, in medicine, like medicine and all that. But sports, am I done with sports? Absolutely not. I'm just going to go out there, get the job with the other thing, make the money. With IT, you can actually still work with yes, sports. Yes, sir. With IT, I can work at Nike. I can do so many other things with that too in the sports industry. For sure. And that's how you break in. So if there is any advice I have to give the younger kids, it would be that. you know, Think twice. You, know?
0: you see, when I was in grad school, I was like, oh, I worked at the Rangers. Oh, I work with the Yankees. I don't give a F about any of that because, again, that industry, they'll give you the ax when they're ready. That's why my city is about us.
1: Everybody, no, everybody's replaceable over there. When it comes to that, that's
0: why I rock with you, son. You know the white man ain't giving us nothing, but we gotta build our own. That's why. But but it, all jokes aside, like Dari, I wanted you in there to see that, and we could take it to the next level. It would, uh, uh, it would be a joy if I could just sit back and build this business with the same people I studied with, son. So uh, keep that in mind. I appreciate yeah, you, dude. uh, coming out. Uh, it was a long time since I see you. A lot has changed. You somebody's daddy now.
1: Absolutely. I can't. My I girl, still can't believe it. My daughter is eight months today. She is the most beautiful thing out there, man. You know, now, she's with her mom right now. She's home with mommy, and uh, she cannot wait to see me later today. How you know that?
0: But I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but listen, though, Dari. I take
1: my daughter everywhere. By the way, I'm like the modern day. Uh, black dad, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm the super progressive dad, you know, I don't care. I take my daughter everywhere. I'm like, so rest in peace. Kobe and uh, Gigi, right? Yes. What's her name? Yeah. Absolutely. We go everywhere together. I, you know, bought her an Arsenal jersey already. Oh gosh. At the age of two, she's gonna start playing soccer, and uh, she's gonna play for the United States national team in the future. Let me ask you this. All seriousness. Like,
0: we was always motivated, dudes. Like we knew that the system is 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 not going to be friendly to us, and we had to go out there and get it on our own. So, I don't want you to give me the the the, the traditional. Oh, I'm more motivated now. Like, in all seriousness, how did fatherhood change you? <clears throat>
1: and, well, first of all, that it humbles you. You know, um, I did not grow up with my father, mm-hmm. and you know, I try to be that father never had and that comes with a lot of pressure as well comes with a huge pressure because you're trying to be this thing that you never saw growing up straight uh, up that's real that's but, but, but but you know like um i don't think a role model has to be somebody that you know in person you just picture somebody that you read about you see on tv that you know about that you feel like we both share a similar philosophy, and just think about what would this person do in this situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's always like Barack Obama with his daughters. Like that's just uh, that's a great example of a father just you know and that's the the, most of the things that we see and know about barack and michelle it's just seen on tv but when you go back and do your research into their lives coming way back from chicago is that wow this is the real deal Mm -hmm. and very similar stories as pops wasn't there too so you know you always especially if you have a daughter you have to have a father around like Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing and uh, I'm glad. I mean, me and my girl, we're good. That's my fiance. So mm-hmm. we definitely, there is no oh child custody or anything, right. which I feel like a lot of minority uh, communities are going through. The family court, it's like yeah. it's designed to just break you apart as a colored man. Right. And I always tell people, I know people in situations whereby, you know, the baby daddy and the girl, they're still in family court trying to, like, drag things out and I sh- like, no matter what you do, try to keep your child out of that system. Yeah. don't let your child be in that. The two of you, both of you, just come up with some agreement. You don't have to like everything, but you know, just for the sake of the child, especially being a daughter.
0: Yeah, you know? you mentioned that you want her to play for the USA soccer team. How important is it for for you to expose her to Nigerian culture?
1: Very important. That's why I gave her a Nigerian name, where mm-hmm. It means you know, uh, how is this worthy of praise? That's me and the mother. how is is worthy of praise because this is a blessing. How? Ours? ours. Ours. Yeah, ours is worthy of praise because, okay. you know, it's me and the mother. So that's a name. It's a very powerful name. Uh, middle name is Boma because uh, Nigeria, different cultures. I'm Yoruba. The mom is from rivers in Nigeria. Even though she was born here, mm-hmm. she has close ties to the country as mm-hmm. well. Um, she, I'm Yoruba. We don't speak the same language. We speak two different languages, mm-hmm. except English. And she has a first name which is my tribe, and the middle name is her tribe, mm-hmm. and then the last name is my last name. Fair enough. Yeah. So I don't know how, like, in terms of integrating her into the culture. I don't know what else is bigger yeah, than that. The you name. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, no matter are you, where. Are you, you fearful go, yeah? of her
0: being raised <laughs> in this world? This American society? This
1: Listen, man, that's a valid question because I have a lot of friends that, you know, they don't have kids. And I don't blame them because me personally, I, I've always asked. It's like, do you really want to bring a child to this world where a crazy man can just invade a country and start killing innocent mm-hmm. people? Global warming, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, what's going to be for them when we are gone? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, racist America. Uh you walking into a building and feeling you don't belong. You know, you yeah. you ask all those questions. If you're a numbers guy like me, you think twice before you do things. But at uh, the same thing, I always feel like we all gotta keep trying because if we all think that way, then we're gonna extin- we're gonna go extinct. Because yes, you know, it's like everybody thinking that way, then that's it. That's what they want. So mm-hmm. we don't uh, procreate, and that's pretty much it. You know, like mm-hmm. we cannot think that way. It's important to ask those questions. But I'm not worried about bringing her. I think the way you raise your child will determine how uh, they will be when they grow up, like stand on their two feet yes, and sir. be able to make their own decisions. If you, you know, the foundation is the most important thing, you got to start right now.
0: Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Get us ready for Tuesday. What do you see happening? What's it going to take for USA to pull it off against Iran? Talk to me, man. Nothing Get
1: less sa- than a win. Anything less than a win and we're out. Because right now we have two points. Iran has three points. If we draw that game, Iran gets four points, and then we get stuck in three points. So what we should see is an aggressive American aggressive, team. Aggressive man, send all shots the awesome, on goals. Send a nuclear weapon, bro. Mother of all bombs, Mohab, Everything. <laughs> you gotta go like you. You have to play with no brakes on. You know, mm. today we kind of like play with the brakes on, like, you know, being cautious because for obvious reasons. We're right. playing the number five country in the world, so we had to be a little bit cautious at the back. Mm. This time around, I don't mind playing three defenders. You have to attack, attack, attack. If you do not attack, you cannot score goals. Where are you going to watch the game at? Well, it's, I'm going to watch it at home. It's mm. not as big as today. Today, it's just like super exciting because there's so many people with the English jersey and yeah. the American jerseys and everybody's grabbing a beer and it's like, oh, it's, it's like fake. Can not always look at us as one team? Do you know anybody that's in attendance right now? In terms of what? Attent- Watch, watching at Qatar. Oh, uh, oopsie. Uh, no, I don't.
0: No? What for are we the- hearing about the accommodations for the players and their families?
1: I, I, I'm sure they're, they're comfortable. Players will always be comfortable. Mm. There is no negotiating that. In terms of the fans, it's just pretty much tents in the desert. It's like when FEMA... Yo, bro, they got temp- fans in tents? Absolutely. When FEMA creates temporary nets after an ori- after a, a, a disastrous hurricane, okay, that's pretty much what they have there. <clears throat> Don't get it wrong. I'm pretty sure there are people who can afford to go stay in the hotels, but... Are they allowed to go beyond the, like, you know how the Olympics has the Olympic Village? Yeah. Because of who Qatar, because who Qatar as a country is and how they're so secretive about so many things. Mm. You want to host the World Cup, there's going to be over, like, millions of people in your country. If you're not ready to accommodate them for who they are, either gay or love to drink or (laughs) whatever, then you should have no business hosting the World Cup. Yeah, yeah you know like it's just uh you know what, uh, there's not enough time to talk about all that, but mm-hmm. again, go research sports uh Washington mm-hmm. and see how this countries try to use a beautiful game to like hide all the atrocities they commit in the country.
0: How many views do you think we're gonna get for this video?
1: Not a lot, you know well, why? why, because I'm not big on social media. Yo, bro, you can send it to all your little group chat. Yo, I do not. Like, to be honest with you, I, I'm not. Like, when I was younger, I'm still young, but when I was younger, I was big on social media. But right now, again, asking how fatherhood has changed me, I just feel like if I'm not making money off social media, I'm not involved. I don't have TikTok on my phone. I don't have Snapchat. Like, I'm on it maybe once a week. Is this video going to make it to Nigeria? Um... Absolutely. Why not? All right. Yo, I need
0: two hundred views. Two hundred. Two hundred.
1: We views? can do two hundred.
0: I got I'll you. be doing like ninety on my own with you, bro.
1: You go for <laughs> another hundred and ten. All right. Hundred and ten. You have no idea who you're talking to. Have you been to my social my, my Instagram page? It literally tells you nothing to see here, man. <laughs> the most boring IG. Keep moving. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm kinda like a troll on Instagram actually. I just try to like correct people in the yeah. bullshit. Like, people just say stupid things, and you have to fact check them. That's my job on Instagram, and nobody likes that. <laughs>
0: my brother, I appreciate you, man. I I always have, man. I always appreciate your authenticity. Uh, You've been a solid brother since day one. Show love all the time. Your second appearance on the show, you pulled thank up to my city. Thank you. Uh, thank
1: you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, all right?
0: That's Dare. Iola, Oluwadari Iola. Yes, sir. Um, William Holly, that's WBH Radio. We out.